who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Some of you may think a podcast about representation, it's not for me. But if you're a human being, then the podcast Reppin is for you because we all represent something as people. So are you interested in knowing what you have in common with your favorite actors to best-selling authors and leaders in different genres? On Reppin, you'll meet notable people you think you know, You'll see what they show up for, and you'll see what they represent. It's an insightful, feel-good show, hosted by me, Evelyn. So come and take a listen. Reppin is available wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Real Hauntings Podcast. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, y'all. I'm Kat. And guys, it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays! Ooh, Happy Hanukkah! So excited for Christmas this year, you guys. And uh, this week we've got some special guests to share in my personal excitement and thrill for Christmas. We got Jess Vance and Courtney Overcash. Yes, guys, Woo. coming on back from last year's episode. Say hi, ladies. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back. It's great to have you all back. I know a lot of people are feeling a little bummed out about Christmas this year, you know, people can't travel, see their families, but I for one am feeling really festive and in a good holiday mood. Wow, that's a that's a switch up for you, JJ. Yeah, I think because I can't see my family, I'm I'm happier now. <laughs> JJ, all your happiness is kind of grossing me out. What happened to the Bah Humbug, JJ? I kind of miss him. Well, yeah, last year, Bahumbug JJ showed his face, but through a wonderful story, The Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. I don't know if y'all have heard of him. I learned the true meaning of Christmas and it's about love and generosity and uh, baby gods and killing trees. And I like all of those things minus killing trees. But other than that, I think uh, it's great. Wow. I'm in tears. That was beautiful. Okay, you guys are feel like a little insincere to me. Um, so I don't know, maybe Jess and Courtney, maybe you guys can help me share a story to get the Christmas mood back up. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so surprised to hear you saying all this, uh, JJ. Uh, yeah, but I, I'll help with that. Sounds like uh, the classics really helped turn you around. Yeah. 
we could help you with another story. Okay, great. Well, yeah, let's return to the classics and do a talk talk about a Christmas Carol two more grugier than the last one. God, I, I love a Christmas Carol too. I mean, if you like the first one, you love the second one, right? Yeah, a lot of tears, a lot of emotions. Wasn't wasn't the Christmas Carol 2 that awful one that got like 10% on Rotten Tomato where Scrooge somehow tries to save Christmas? Okay. Yeah, it was the critics. It was panned by the critics. But you guys, let me just set the scene for you. Starts off a quaint little town called London. It's snowing and there's just a bunch of really happy factory workers on Christmas Eve going clocking into work. <laughs> Brandon, I mean, Brandon, Brandon, what do you think about the work today? <laughs> that was a lot of workload. Quite cheery, eh? We have to work hard so we can make enough mittens for Christmas. That's right, but don't you just feel so happy even though all these children are suffering? I only have one finger and I have to make custom mittens for myself. I'm still happy to be making all these mittens for other blokes. Right, that's what I meant. I don't mean I'm happy for the children that are suffering. I'm just happy we can give them some warmth to the little twinkle fingers and twinkle toes. Just like your little missing finger there. Bah, humbug. Why are my employees not at work if my name isn't Ebenezer Scrooge, then I'd say you all were slacking off because it's Christmas Eve. Sorry, sir. We were tending to Marshall because he only has one finger left. Oh, well, in the spirit of Christmas and giving Marshall, I've got a little something for you. It's nine other fingers. You can just stitch them back on and you'll be back in no time. And for you, Brandon, I got you a name tag because I always forget your name. And you, the other one, I got you lessons for a dialect coach so you can start off with a strong British accent. Wow, thank you very much. My name is Smith, I think. (laughs) Smith. That's right. Well done. You all take the rest of the night off and have a Merry Christmas. As the factory workers exit, in comes a familiar face. It's Tiny Tim and his father, Carl. Oh, Merry Christmas, Tiny Tim and Carl. Tiny Tim's famous father. Hello, Hello, Scrooge. Hello, hello. What are you doing? Have you not heard that I've closed the factory for Christmas? There's no need to work here today, Tiny Tim. Golly, Mr. Scrooge, it's so off-putting to see you so jolly now. What's wrong? You don't appreciate my Christmas cheer, Tiny Tim? No, I I like it. I just, uh, it's weird. (laughs) Hmm. Oh, I see. Because you're so used to be me being an evil, selfish, miserly old fellow. Well, Christmas is the one day of the year where I get to set that aside and enjoy a cup of hot cocoa by the fireside, singing joy to the world, to no one but my cat and army of 
underpaid servants. Hey, Scrooge, I want to let you know we're going out of town. We're going to need you to watch Tiny for us. Oh, well, uh, I'm not really great with kids, but um, what the hell it is Christmas. So yes, I can watch Tiny. Bye, Dad. Well, Tiny Tim, we're going to have so much fun. We'll decorate a Christmas tree and hang up stockings and I'll make hot cocoa. Oh, I just am so excited to have an impoverished, poor, penniless little child to spend Christmas with. Yeah, whatever, Mr. Scrooge. I don't even want to be here. Oh, that attitude, bah humbug. I find it appalling. What is your problem, Tiny Tim? What did your problem used to be? I hate the world. Well, I'm an old crotchety man. I'm allowed to hate the world at my age. Why Why do you hate the world? You're young and full of life. I have a limp. I'm going through puberty. Nobody likes me. No one understands me. No. Oh, humbug. This is why I had a vasectomy when I was 18. Oh. See, well. you don't even like kids. You just admitted it. No, I thought the one day of the year I could, but you're really ruining my Christmas cheer, Tiny Tim. Ruining it. Well, I hate Christmas. You hear something, boy? Like the clinking of chains. Scrooge. Scrooge. I recognize that voice. Yes, my long-dead business partner, Jacob Marley. What do you want this time? It's Marley and me these days. I don't really have anybody to hang out with. Mind if I spend Christmas with you, my old business partner? <clears throat> oh, uh, yes, you just want to come hang out? That's fun, sure. Marley, this is a little impoverished child whose parents work for me. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Mr. Scrooge, I, I can see for your friend. Yes, now don't be rude about it. He is a ghost. Mr. Scrooge, he's a ghost. Yes, and you're being quite rude, Tim. Hello. Uh, you're so tiny. Uh, it's n nice to meet you, Tim. Uh, hello, Mr. Ghost. Now, I couldn't help but hear on my way in from the Ultraverse. Well, I couldn't help but hear that we have a non-believer, Scrooge. Is that true? Oh, yes. He's going through teenager problems and doesn't want to celebrate Christmas. Isn't that right, Tim? Yes, I, I hate Christmas. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Speaking of, Scrooge, how did you come to have a tiny boy in your home on Christmas Eve. Their parents just dropped him off. Probably, I, I don't know, to do things that poor people do. I wasn't listening. Well, he certainly looks poor and sounds poor, but you know what? Even the poor deserve a good Christmas. I say we teach this young one a lesson. Yes, yes, just like you taught me the meaning of Christmas last year. Oh, that would cheer me up, Marley. Good chap. What do you say, Tim? You in for the ride? Oh, I'd love to see you two try and make me go on a magical Christmas adventure where I learn a valuable lesson and read, learn the joy of Christmas. That'll never happen. Oh, 
challenge accepted, Tim. Where shall we take him first, Marley? When I think of Christmas, I think of Whoville, the happiest place on earth. Let's go. At that moment, a ghost motorcycle pulls up in front of their home. Ooh, I call sidecar. Hop in, everybody. We're off to Whoville. The group then vanishes and reappears in a very animated, colorful world known as Whoville. Wow, look at those haircuts. Aren't those interesting, Tim? Everyone here has weird noses and stupid names. Did I hear weird noses and stupid names? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Whoville. Howdy who? I'm Shirley, and this is... Cindy. And we're twins, and we're the greeters, and we're here to say, welcome to Whoville. Well, aren't you two just as jolly as a Christmas wreath on a rich person's door? Oh, aren't you delightfully dreary? That was rude. Oh, you're great. We're so happy you're here. Happy, 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 happy. Happy, happy, happy. Don't worry, darling. Everyone calls me dreadfully dreary. It was my nickname in high school. Screwed, ask ask the elves to show Tiny Tim around. Excuse me, did you call us elves? I'm not elves. I have to apologize for my friend. He's not very well read. They're Whovians, good man. Little elves. Show this little boy what the Christmas spirit is all about. Well, uh, we are offended by you calling us elves, but we shall do our diligence and show any visitor here about Christmas cheer. Welcome. Fine, whatever. Take me around. Oh, well, we have to be super quiet and tiptoe because tonight's the light decorating competition. (gasps) And, And you know what, little boy? Whatever. I'm not a little boy, all right? I'm 12. Ooh, old boy then. Shall we call you old boy? Fine, whatever. whatever. Young man? Young man makes more sense. This is why my twin is here. Average adolescent? Which one do that's, you prefer? That's fine, just call me Tiny Tim. Okay, now as we take our tour, just make sure not to wake up the g- g- the Grinch. The two! Oh, I'm so sorry. I think it's quite loud. Must be something in the air. Hopefully I didn't wake up the Grinch. <laughs> as the group makes their way to town, a shadowy figure can be seen lurking behind them. Dear, your sneeze woke him up. How do we know it's really the Grinch and not just spooky, shadowy specters from the other side? Because we're all 36 inches tall and that shadow is at least eight feet. Who's this Grinch guy everyone keeps talking about? Well, it's me, the Grinch. I'm a mean one. And I fucking hate Christmas and these tiny 36 inched. Whoville. Whovians. We're Whovians, Grinch. You told us you would coexist with us. There was a time I can remember 
Me and my sister were so little and you loved Christmas, Grinch. You loved it. You won the, the decoration contest three years in a row. And you brought us presents and you wore boxer briefs with hearts on them. Be that Grinch anymore. Here, shake my hand. The Grinch pulls his hand back quickly before they can shake. <laughs> Stupid Whoville people. Time. Mr. Scrooge, this guy is so punk rock. Yes, I used to be like this mean green fellow, uh, but then I learned the meaning of generosity and empathy. Little one, I feel that you also share a hatred for Christmas. Yeah, look at these two who whatevers. They're annoying. Excuse me, young boy, old man, average son. The Grinch pulls out a slingshot and hands it to Tiny Tim. Whoa, yeah! Don't you dare hit us with that. Oh, it's best not to point that at people. Go ahead and stop me, Mr. Scrooge. I don't have to listen to you anymore. Now you two who billions have the count of three to get the hell out of here. One, two! No, go this way. Go. Oh, oh. Three. <laughs> oh. Merry Christmas. Oh. Molly, this plan is backfiring. He's become even more of a monster than he was when we left. Screw it. Sometimes you got to let him fall before you can pick him back up. Well, let's pick him up somewhere else. Maybe where he can't do as much damage as he can to these eight inch tall Hoovians. I know, I've heard of a place where misfit toys go when they're not wanted by little children. What, that sounds like something Tim could relate to. Can we go to the island of misfit toys? As you wish, Scrooge. They all hop on the motorcycle that appears and disappears and they arrive in the land of misfit toys. When a mouse goes meow and a cat goes woof and a kite is afraid to fly above the be frightened by all the noise on the island of misfit toys oh the island of misfit toys wow look at that barbie doll with arms that are much too long oh oh and a, a slinky that's all twisted up so many messed up toys here excuse you we can hear you oh i did not mean to keep it a secret i'm perfectly fine with saying rude and obnoxious things loudly, but thank you. Well, have you know that my really long arms make it easier for me to scratch my back. So I have a use, Ooh. really long arm Barbie. See, look at that tiny Tim. This Barbie's taking a bad situation and making it into something better. Oh, pardon me, I didn't see a tiny Tim. Is that a, you look like a misfit toy. There's. You have a third leg, it looks like. Welcome. Mr. Scrooge, this Barbie's being a jerk. Also, I'm too old for toys. This is just an island of trash. Well, that's not the point, Tiny Tim. These toys, though as trashy and messed up as they may be, are sentient beings. Now try to relate to them. Barbie, I'll relate to you. You're stupid. It's not a third leg, it's a crutch. Wow. Your ego needs a crutch, you simple boy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, is that Tiny Tim I hear? I don't know if you recognize me. I'm a 
nearly headless teddy bear that you destroyed 10 years ago. Do you remember me? You used to hug me and love me, keep me near you all the time. We played. And this is how you're treating us now. You made me come all the way to the island of misfit toys. And you're going to act like this in my home now? Theodore? Is that you? Yeah, that's right. Teddy for short. Teddy, you told me about the kid that you used to have, but that kid sounded really nice and caring. There's no way that this kid could be the kid you had. You know what? That's what I thought too, but (laughs) it's him. (laughs) Tiny Tim, is that a small leakage in your eye glands I see? I have allergies. Look, Teddy, I'm, I'm sorry you ended up here, okay? But but, but I'm too old for toys. Tiny well, Tim's grip begins toys. to loosen on the slingshot as he looks onto his old teddy bear. Ah, Tiny Tim, you've learned the first lesson of Christmas. It is the power of empathy. I don't want to be here anymore, okay? Stupid Barbie and Slinky. Well, if you're going to leave, can you do us a favor at least? It's been a while since either of us has been held. Can you give us a hug? All right, get in here. Oh, Oh, I went in on this too. (sighs) Scrooge, I think it's time. I think it's time we take Tiny Tim to see the big guy. (gasps) Molly, he's, he's not ready. No. You're right, he is ready. Let's go. What do you say, Tiny? I guess anywhere's better than this Salvation Army dump. Hey, uh, and Tiny Tim, don't forget me, okay? Remember all those times you held me at Christmas when you were unwrapping presents? Oh, I'm sorry, present. Cause you know, you're poor, but you had me. And we had a lot of times together. We grew up together. So when you leave this place, remember these, this head and this noise. (laughs) That is gruesome and depressing. Will you remember me? Sure, yeah, whatever, Teddy. And Tiny, before we go, I need to know one thing because, well, I don't want you to insult anybody. Do you believe in Santa Claus? Of course I don't. I keep telling you guys I'm 12. Oh, well, let's go prove him wrong with observational and empirical evidence to the contrary. They hop on the motorcycle and their two new friends sneak into the cart with them as they all head to the North Pole. Thanks for the ride. No problem. We want you to get your revenge on those messed up elves that created your misshapen bodies. I think you've misunderstood how we feel about our own selves. We have body positivity and we believe that we can find a home anywhere. Well, I'm an old man and I'm still trying to wrap my head around those kind of things. At that moment, they reappear in the North Pole in front of Santa's home his workshop, and all his friendly elves. Well, here we are. 
Go on, Tiny Tim. Knock on the door. If you don't believe in Santa, you have nothing to fear. Where are we anyway? This is stupid. Why is it so cold here? Oh, Tiny, surely you recognize the North Pole. Look how candy-striped everything is. It looks like a land of peppermint. Where did you take me? Some kind of movie set? Whatever, I'll knock on this door. I'm not scared. Tiny Tim runs to the large front door and begins to bang, demanding to see Santa. Open up, open up, you stupid claws. If you're there, which you're not. At that moment, Tiny Tim feels a tap on the back of his shoulder. <laughs> Holy crap! Hello there, Tiny Tim. Been a while since we've seen each other. Who are you, fake Santa? <laughs> I'm not fake, Tiny Tim. I'm as real as I've ever been. Here, touch my yank beard. Yank off your beard. I'm going to yank it. Go ahead and try. So what if your beard's real? That doesn't mean you can do magic. <laughs> oh, of course I can do magic. I know exactly what you want for Christmas. Go ahead and say it then. Let's say it together. I count. One, two, a three. A puppy. <laughs> you want a puppy. Wow, you, you, you really knew. Of course I did. If that's not irrefutable evidence, I don't know what is. In the background, you can hear what sounds like a herd of efficient little workers make their way to Santa and his new friends. We work hard all day, but our work is play. Dolls we try out, see if they cry out, we are Santa's elves. My goodness, these remind me of the numerous children I employ in my sweatshop. Hello, Santa. Just reporting in for duty to say we made seven million toys over in the factory and we're taking our break. We're going on lunch. Well done. You've met your quota before lunch. I'm not sure. We plan to do 16 million after lunch. Oh, is this the, the little boy that we were all sensing? We're coming uh, to the North Pole today. It is. It's the little boy that was at the top of the list because we couldn't decide if he was naughty or nice. Oh, the puppy boy, right? The puppy boy, indeed. There he is. You know what, puppy boy? Why do you have a frown on your face? Turn around. Everything you have here is magic. Touch it. Eat it. Feel it. You're in Christmas land now. Go ahead. It really is. It is real. This, this, this giant candy cane, it's, it's a real giant candy cane. You know, and you know what? We don't tell this to many people because we don't get a lot of visitors, but wave it in the air. Okay. Holy crap. A puppy. That's right. Just for you. This is just like the one I wanted. Mr. Scrooge, look. Well, it looks like Christmas magic happening right before your eyes, Tiny Tim. As the group celebrates, the two toys from the land of misfit toys begin to make their way up to Santa. Excuse me, Santa. We were hoping you could help us with our own Christmas wish. <laughs> How can I help you? Well, uh, I guess I'd want another head, but really, I just want Timmy to like me again. And I, I was hoping for a home. 
Well, you don't need me for this solution, do they, Tim? Santa Claus, Teddy, I never stopped caring about you. I want you both to come home with me. Well, if this isn't just warming my cold, withered heart, Tim, I think you've learned the meaning of Christmas, have you not? I'm sorry, everyone. I'm so glad it's Christmas, and I just want us all to be together, like a Disney movie. Oh, isn't that lovely? (laughs) Just at that moment, out of nowhere, the Grinch swings into action, taking the puppy from Tiny Tim. No! Why, that Grinch will have to get your puppy back to the motorcycle. Well, quick, grab the candy cane. Maybe you could jam him back down with the swish and a flick. Excellent idea, Teddy. Oh, and Scrooge, before you go, uh, just remember to call me. We have to talk about how both of our workshops want to unionize and we want to stop that. Well, yes, we cannot let that happen, <laughs> but not. It's it's Christmas. It's not May Day. But we'll talk soon. <laughs> okay, very well. Very well. Now, let's get that Grinch. Tiny Tim, I thought we were on the same team. What? What is this nonsense about you and this puppy and Santa Claus? Mr. Grinch, you, you gotta give me back my puppy. I love him. I just named him Pickles. He's so cute. The Grinch holds the puppy out in a bit of an uncomfortable way, staring at it, looking at it from side to side. This old thing, it'll never bring you happiness. Look at me. I have a puppy back at home. I'm never happy. Don't listen to him, Tiny Tim. The happiness you feel now is real. Take your puppy back. That's right. Just think it and it'll all be okay. Tiny Tim looks down at the slingshot that the Grinch gave him. Mr. Grinch, I want you to have your slingshot back and keep it as a memory of our friendship. Pickles and I gotta go home and celebrate Christmas. A gift for me? No one's ever given me a gift before. Wait a second. Let me look at your chest, Mr. Grinch, with these x-ray glasses I have. (gasps) Yes, it is as I suspected. Your heart is growing several sizes larger. At that moment, the Grinch takes the slingshot, setting down the puppy, patting it on the head, and sending it back to Tiny Tim. All right, everyone. Let's go home. Scrooge and Marley and Tiny Tim all hop on the motorcycle for one last time, misfit toys and all, and head back home. Well, Tiny Tim, I just have one final question to ask you. What is it, Mr. Scrooge? On a scale of one to ten, one being absolutely not, don't believe at all, and ten being like, oh yes, 100%, I do definitely believe. Where would you rank yourself in belief of Santa Claus. Oh, bah humbug, Mr. Scrooge. I'm an 11. <laughs> I'm personally a five. I'm still a little on the fence. I mean, what we experienced could have just been some crazy coma dream. Who knows? But I'm glad your Christmas cheer is restored. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. 
and the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fitz! Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.